Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. And we have one of our special friends with us tonight, Dave Newman, owner and founder of RX Smart Gear Jump Ropes. How's it going, hey Dave? Guys. Hey. Great, great. Good to, good to be with you guys. So we are still running our hashtag road to a thousand uh, jump, jump rope giveaway. We got 10 new subscribers in the last 24 hours. So that nice. was pretty good. Um, and we need to keep that momentum rolling. So if we can keep that going, if you have, if you subscribe to our channel on YouTube and you have a public account uh, and we hit the next century mark, we will give away a brand new RX Smart Gear jump rope that you can customize any way you'd like. And yeah, Dave has yeah. been awesome with that. No, happy to support it. Let's get them. Let's get those signups. So I have, a, I have a thought that of something that could help us get some of those. If What's only that? we knew somebody like, I don't know, like on TikTok who maybe had like 5.8 million followers. That <laughs> might be able to. <laughs> oh my God. No, I have to tell you, I was, I pulled up TikTok the other day because it's just something I like to do when I'm just, you know, relaxing. And I was like, sure. hey, that's Dave. And I was like, because you were in one of them, like on, on the back. I was in one? Yes. <laughs> With my son? I don't even yeah. know it. I got to really. Yeah. You were, you were drinking some red wine in there and, and making some dance moves. Oh, and, wow. Okay. And so then, and then I remembered you telling the whole story about him and his pottery. And I mean, that is amazing that he's got 5.8 million followers on there. Yeah. It's kind of silly. It's kind of, it's kind of a, a odd, I don't know. It's not, it's not all it's cracked up to be. So everybody thinks like, oh my gosh, if you have, you know, whatever, a large amount of following, you know, you must be making tons of money. Oh, he does sure. not make a dime from TikTok. Right. Not one dime, you know? Um, yeah. and, and he could though. I mean, there are different ways to try and monetize that. And he's choosing not to. Um, and he's uh, actually, the exposure is getting him, um, he, has, he has a modeling agency and, uh, and a management group. So um, the exposure is definitely getting him some um, modeling gigs, which are really cool, yeah. and and just some neat other interactions and things. So uh, you know, they view him as a, a real artist since he has a craft and makes you know pottery. Um, yeah. He's not he's not like a he's not like a celebrity or personality where he's just you know like entertaining people with uh, jokes and dancing and singing and things like that. So sure. um, a little different, but yeah, that's so funny. I didn't know I was in one. That's uh, yeah. You better you better go check it. You didn't do anything I, weird, so you're fine. I'm glad for that. Yeah, I actually um uh, just did. You know, we've been in business for how long now? Over a decade, 
did our first photo shoot uh, last week with both my boys as you know the primary subjects and a um, uh, our next door neighbor is a, a beautiful young gal that my boys grew up with. She's a prima ballerina and she's actually done some some modeling and video work for us before. But this was the first time that I got my boys roped into uh, a shoot and they were just so not into it at all. Like, <laughs> and, and I have to tell them, I go, other people would kill to have this opportunity. And they're like, yeah, whatever, dad. And so uh, but we got it done. It was fun. I like how you said you had to rope them into it. I, I, I got oh, that. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. No right. pun intended. Yeah. And they just jumped right to it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, funny. so we have you on tonight because you have an exciting event starting Monday, um, Monday, February 1st, and it is yeah. your 10 a day challenge. And we talked about it briefly last time you were on, but it was kind of in the infancy stage at that point. And now you're really starting to roll it out. So I, I wanted to you, give you enough time to explain uh, to our listeners what that is and how they can get involved. Very cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. So the um, 10 a day challenge, it's, um, it's really a, a self-improvement um, you know, challenge for the month of February. It's going to actually run February 1st through March 2nd so that we can get a full 30 days. And, you know, the, the objective is to try and get people to move with intention. Like that's our, our mantra, move with intention, move with purpose. We've known for eons that, you know, most people just try and do double unders for completion. If, they, if it passes their feet twice, they're excited and that's all that matters. And, uh, and we want to kind of, you know, flip the script on that a little bit and get people to be a little bit more mindful of technique, just like they would be with a snatch or another complex movement. Um, there's a lot that they can put into their double unders to make them efficient and make them, you know, beautiful. Like a double under should be beautiful to me. Um, and so the idea is on, on February 1st, you only have to do 10 double unders. And we're urging people to try and be disciplined. I think it's gonna be hard personally, be disciplined, do 10 and walk away. And but we want people to videotape their 10. We'd like them to videotape um, as often as they can. Actually, we're, we're partnering with um, Stream Fitness, uh, Scott Panchik and Fee Sagafi and Jacob Hefner. Those guys are all very involved with Stream Fitness uh, where we'll be able to uh, post their videos or the, the participants can post their videos on Stream Fitness and then go back and watch them as they progress through the month. And then they'll kind of have a tracker to keep track that they're getting their days in, you know, kind of like a Fitbit, if you will. So, um, so I'm excited about that. So we want people to videotape themselves. It's a great way to watch themselves back and work on actual changes in their movement, you know, start perfecting their, their posture, their arm positioning, their bounding tempo, their rope dynamics. You know, there's a lot of things that we've been posting uh, videos in our private Facebook groups. So anybody that registers, uh, the link is in our bio uh, on Instagram. And once they register, they get an invite to a private Facebook group. We've been putting videos up uh, throughout the month of uh, January. Uh, we've got more going up, you know, for the, through the rest of the week and into the weekend, kind of getting people into some progressions and ways they can scale their double unders. And so February 1, 10 double unders. On the 2nd, do two sets of 10. So we want intentional breaks. Just do 10, make them good, stop then do the next set of 10, then stop. And then on day three, do three sets of 10, day four, four sets. So 
all the way till the, the 30th day, you'll do 30 sets of 10. And we hope that when people go back and watch the videos of themselves, they'll see some dramatic improvement. And um, that's what we're shooting for. So, you know, we're going to have in that Facebook, um, the private Facebook group, we're going to hold lives on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we've got special guests that we're still in the process of lining up and getting dates squared away um, to have them kind of jump in with us and just think it'll be a good time. Now, the whole thing supports the Kiala Foundation. That's the last part I forgot to mention. $20 registration, 100% of it goes straight to the Kiala Foundation uh, out on Kauai, uh, who put on an amazing trail run. Hopefully, we'll get to do the trail run this year, and you guys can all come out and do it with us. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, yeah it'll be fun. So you guys ready to, to do your challenge? Oh, for sure. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Totally in. I need the okay. practice. So I need, I'm glad that there's this challenge to, to force me to, to do the practice and to be disciplined about it. Yeah. And we really, you know, we want people to have a focus. Like if people that know they can do 10 double unders, you know, at a time, that's not good enough. Like, well, what can you improve on that? You know, shorten your rope. Challenge yourself by using a shorter rope so that you got to bring your hands in tighter to your body. That'll create a lot more efficiency. Um, if, if you feel like you're pretty good at double unders, scale up. Um, that's one of the videos that we'll be posting this week, you know, suggesting use a drag rope or a Kronos or a zoo, something heavy uh, where that's, you know, you've got to work on your efficiency and now your fitness is going to come into play. Even when you're stopping every 10 sets, it's still going to be challenging, but we want people to have a focus on what they're trying to correct or improve. Uh, throughout the month, you know, is what we're shooting for. So uh, I'm, I'm excited you guys are going to do it with us. So it should be fun. Yeah, I need to get my double unders back. So uh, this is the perfect time. Let's do it. And, and hey, and we're we're doing a nutrition challenge, the the four of us. So we should make sure we incorporate doing the jump oh. rope in the nutrition for points. For, so for that points in our nutrition keeps challenge. Keeps us sort of honest and accountable for that too. So oh, we'll I do love that. it. I love it. That sounds good. Well, we may have to have you guys. Uh, uh, as a, as, as a live guest, um, I don't know how we would do it with like a, uh, we're not, we're not doing it on zoom. We're doing it on Facebook live. Just, we wanted to try and make it uh, more accessible, uh, to, to more people. Um, but have you guys check in on one of the lives on a, a Wednesday or Friday and see how the nutrition challenge is going and the devil under, you know, challenge. Sounds great. Hey, before I forget, I, I did at the beginning of the show, I didn't mention to you, there was one other thing that we're doing, um, on, Valentine's Day, February 14th, we're bringing back our uh, RX Valentine challenge. Uh, we, we missed it last year, but the year prior to that, I don't know if you guys saw the video uh, that we put up with, um, with Lauren Fisher and Rasmus Anderson, and we came up with a fun challenge where um, basically you have a couple, uh, you know, and a couple could be whatever, guy, girl, guy, guy, girl, girl, doesn't, doesn't matter using the same rope they can only use one rope and it's 40 seconds max time so uh first partner goes for 20 seconds of double unders you know max rep double unders and then they have to hand off the rope to their partner and make the transfer with a kiss kiss on the lips okay, okay? <laughs> and then the other partner finishes off uh the remaining you know uh 40 seconds and then um so we're gonna hold a little contest i just reached out to lauren and rasmus and they're stoked to do it again so we're going to get them in the video. Um, they're probably going to bring some more of their Invictus family uh, over to uh, participate. And so, yeah, just throwing that out there that we're going to get people participating in that as well. So you guys start picking your partners and start practicing. You've got to use the same rope, though. That's the key. So, you know, can't have your own rope. Yeah. One rope only. 
Awesome. Amy's flying to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for you, really? Tom Porter. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a good partner. Yeah. Well, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Dave, um, is I saw a viral video of Candace Cameron Bure um, doing some jump roping and she was, she was trying to do little tricks, um, but it's gone viral. And I noticed she was using an RX Smart Gear jump rope. Yeah, that was cool, huh? It was. Yeah, and let's, let's clarify who she is. She's DJ from Full House, Full House. or Fuller yeah. House. Or Fuller House. That's right. And Dancing with the Stars and all that. And an accomplished um, children's book author as well. Um, yeah, very neat gal. So my, um, I saw that my, my media team actually, you know, caught wind of that and saw it and started, uh, you know, interacting with her uh, through, through social media. And then, um, actually, you know, proposed to her, hey, you know, why, why don't you um, get a double under workshop? We can do it via video, you know, kind of a video workshop uh, with, with the owner. And then they kind of pitched it over to me and said, hey, e email this gal. You know, she, she uh, wants a, you know, uh, uh, a workshop, a video workshop. And so I, I reached out to her and, and I haven't heard back yet, but I didn't know who she was when I, when I sent the email and my team figured it out uh, after the fact. It was pretty funny. So... Yeah, very neat. Yeah, what, how does it make you feel when you see your product uh, used in things like that? Um, you know, honestly, it's pretty freaking amazing. And um, you know, I got a text. Um, I got a text just a few days ago from my my really good buddy who should be up here skiing with us. He's he's like the third amigo in this little ski trio that we we travel the world and ski together. We went to Japan last year together, um, but he lives in Oakland. And he's actually the guy that dragged me into CrossFit over 13 years ago. He was doing CrossFit first. He started back in 07. He and uh, the young lady sitting over in the RV across from me, they, they were doing CrossFit, you know, way before me. And uh, he dragged me into CrossFit, um, you know, got into CrossFit. And, and that's where the whole jump rope thing kind of uh, materialized. And, um, and, uh, and the funny thing is he's actually an engineer. And so in the early day when I was tinkering with jump ropes, I would ask his opinion, like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to do this or connect it this way and kind of get his opinion. And when I finally put my rope together, that is pretty much the version that we sell today. Um, it's funny because I remember I showed it to him and he kind of, he just kind of, eh, looks all right, whatever. Like, it's just a jump rope, not a big deal. He wasn't <laughs> impressed with it at all. And neither was I either. I'm like, okay, it just, it works. So that's great. Um, anyway, he actually, he lives in Oakland uh, now and um, he, um, sent me a text and said I was you know walking uh through the neighborhood and saw a guy out on the sidewalk using your jump rope and on, using one of your jumping mats and he goes pretty pretty neat to think about it you know the long history and where it started and and he was a part of that history you know so that was pretty cool that was really yeah. cool so we love it well, before we let you go, uh, so our listeners know, they can see the snow through the window behind your head. You were, you were skiing and you got snowed in, in Monmouth. And so you're Mammoth. hanging out in an RV, Mammoth. Yeah, we're in Ma Mammoth, Mammoth, California, up in the Sierras. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we came up late last night when we pulled in. We were thoroughly disappointed because we, we heard they were getting some snow, you know, before we got here. When we showed up, uh, I'll have, uh, when we get off the, the um, podcast I'll text you a picture of last night at about 10 or 11 o'clock and then this morning at 5 30 
Uh, it was literally like somebody just just opened a floodgate and just dumped snow in one spot on the globe, you know, and it landed on us. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Well, we want to thank you again for, for being on Dave and, and all the information you give. We can't wait to start the 10 a day challenge. Um, I know yeah. I'm looking forward to it and uh, stay safe in the RV, stay warm and uh, get home to your, to your family. So I appreciate it guys. Thanks for having me on. Always love catching up with you. Thanks, right, thanks Dave. Dave. We'll talk soon. Take care. Bye, Dave. Bye, guys. Well, that looked like fun. Uh, I'm right. hoping I don't see that much snow all winter. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was Dave. And I uh, can't wait to start that 10 day challenge and our nutrition challenge on the same day. Uh, time to beat the girls again. And just to clarify, when I was talking about the TikTok, his son, Dax, is um, a big, as you heard me say, has a lot of followers, but he does pottery um, and sells his pottery on TikTok. So it's Dax Newman. So that's who I was referring to. If, you, if listeners were confused what I was talking about. Okay. Well, we have some news to talk about. And so we'll just go through that and then we'll catch up with each other and get to our fun questions. So first thing is uh, Mayhem yesterday produced a very nice video introducing their new Mayhem Freedom team. Um, and so do either of you wanna talk about who that is? Did, did Rich make it? Rich is the <laughs> one sole common denominator. <laughs> I mean, I think we, I think we knew the girl, we had been talking about the girls for a couple of weeks now. We had seen them down there and, you know, we knew that Taylor had moved to Knoxville earlier this year and for school. Um, so it just, it, it, it wasn't necessarily a surprise to us. And, you know, from what I've been hearing on all the other reports, people just keep saying they're arguably, you know, the two best female team competitors like on earth, which is true. So I think that's great. Um, I was surprised by the chase you know, the chase selection. Um, and to be honest, I didn't, I didn't really love the way it was sort of presented in that, in that release. It was like, it was like, oh, I'm going to carry, we're going to carry chase, you know, over the finish line kind of a thing. It was, it was, they didn't really talk about how chase is going to enhance the team. It was more like we're putting on this team to get him a win because he deserves a win. And I, I don't, deny that, you know, he's had a rough year and, you know, he earned his way to the games last year and couldn't go. It just left me feeling kind of like, well, damn, like, isn't Chase any good? Like, I think he's good. I don't know much about his, you know, athletic prowess, but it just seemed like they were minimizing his athletic ability and just sort of playing up like the personal piece of it, which, you know, I'm sure it didn't bother Chase at all, but if that were me, I would have been pissed off. Like, Hey, <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah I, and, and I think Rich said he asked Dre first. Yeah. Um, Dre, Dre was my choice, right? Like, you know, was, but he said Dre's in a different part of his life right now and, and can't commit to things like that. So, it, you know, it's almost like, Hey, Chase, your choice number two. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but, but he is fit. He was on mayhem independence. 
Um, they did earn a spot to the games last year, did not get to um, see that come true because of COVID. Um, but, you know, he is a really fit individual. He just, he just they, hasn't um, had the opportunity that others have. Yeah. How did they, how did they qualify? Was it Wadapalooza? I think it was Wadapalooza. But what they get at Wadapalooza? I they didn't win. It was like a backfill situation, right? Yeah. And I think that the Wadapalooza wasn't even like, that's what they thought it was that day. And then because of some other things, um, another, another event got them in. I don't know. Mm, okay. It feels but, so long ago. I just can't even remember. I know. <laughs> um, the whole 29, 2019, 2020 season is like all jumbled in my mind too. And the team season lasted all of like a month and a half. Right. Right. You know, but, and then it was over. The one thing I was thinking about with Chase, though, is, I mean, isn't his wife expecting? February. Right. I can just imagine, like, like how, I'm, I'm not saying that you can't train and be a parent. I'm not saying that at all. But I do think that it takes a different type of training <laughs> yeah. um, to be an elite competitor like this. And I think that it's, you can't really have balance when you are being training to be a competitor. So I, I just wonder how that will go for him. And maybe it was like, you know what, this was his opportunity. And he was like, I, I have to take it now or now or never. I mean, I don't know, okay. but I just think that's something to consider. Hopefully he has a sweet garage gym. It can do, you know, maybe just hit one session a day with the team and yeah. do some accessory work in the garage. And we never mentioned the other girl. So just to be clear, Andrea oh. Nisler uh, was the other girl with Taylor Williamson. And they have been together for at least five years. Long time, um, yeah. Um, on teams, uh, they were OC3 Black for years uh, with Luke Schaefer and uh, I can't remember the fourth one. And then they were on Travis William and Roy Gamboa's team last year. And again, they got the bid in Dubai. I think so. And they beat, and they beat uh, Freedom at, at the Rogue Invitational. Yeah, OC3 Black did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dominant females. I mean, Rich had to, you know, compete in the legends and the team. I mean, he was pretty busy that weekend. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, and they, they won Dubai over uh, Danny Spiegel and Alex Smith. And was that, was that last year? Yeah. Yeah, they were, we, we got cake or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, they're, they're pretty formidable and yeah. you put them with rich. Um, that's, that's a pretty strong team. The so, have you, so have you heard the, the little, the, the rule book stuff that's sort of swirling now with regard to that team? So apparently the rule book states that all of the affiliate rules that they're lining up are retroed to January 1st. So it's like, as of January 1st, you have to be living within hundred miles of the affiliate. As of January 1st, you have to be a member of that affiliate. As of January 1st, you cannot be a licensee of record of any other CrossFit gym. Um, and apparently if those rules are followed to the letter, um, those ladies would not be eligible to be on that team. So there's oh. talk about whether CrossFit is going to draw a hard line and say, we said, you know, 
it's in the book. This is the deal. Yeah. When did that book come out? It didn't come out until after January 1st, but even the day it came out, I don't think the people that we're talking about for this team were aligned with the rules. So there's no, like, it didn't say by February 1st, you have to get your shit together. And this is the thing. It was as of January 1st, these are the rules. So it'll just be interesting to see how that all plays out. I mean, hopefully Rich, you know, made some phone calls and made sure it was all going to be okay. But if they do it for them, they're going to have to do it for others. And I just... As being someone who has been a part of writing rules and laws uh, for the state, um, that would never fly for a real rule or law that is governed because you have to give them time to become compliant. Yep. And so if your rule doesn't come out until after the date you must be compliant, there's no way they have been given that opportunity. So I am sure a lawyer will probably get involved and say, this can't be enacted as is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they'll make the you know effective date be the day the rule book came out or if they'll change the effective date to some date in the future, but it's so gonna even have to when, be addressed. Even when you pass a law, you have to give the people time to become compliant. So to be living in an area, you'd have to give them time to move. That's oh, I'm not, I don't disagree and, with you. Yeah. You know, but, but this is CrossFit. <laughs> man. Logic doesn't always apply. So yeah, it, it'll just be interesting to see how they address it. Cause they're gonna have well, to address it. It's well, out speak, there now. Speaking of the rules, um, you know, there's a lot of questions about, I saw on social media underneath the post, like what happened to China and Scott and Tasia mm. and for Scott and China, it's just simple. Scott just had a new baby. He's not moving to Tennessee. Um, and so he's not within the hundred mile radius that you have to be in. China has an affiliate in California. Uh, Freddie has a new job. They are not moving to Tennessee. Right. Um, and so, and California is definitely not within a hundred miles of right. Cookville. <laughs> and so those two, that is the reason. And for Tasia, the reason is uh, a much different. She is going to be working out at Mayhem. She's going to be training at Mayhem. Uh, but she had some health issues um, where it forced her to slow down. And during that slowdown, she just kind of reflected about some things in her life and her faith. And she felt guided um, by God to take a year off and kind of experience some other things. And so um, she is, she said in her announcement that she wants to try hot yoga. She wants to try cycling. She wants to try a bunch of things that she hasn't done in this year and just kind of reset um, and then possibly compete again next year. So that is what happened to them. They're, they're all healthy and good. Scott has announced he's gonna go individual uh, and try to make the games as an individual again. Uh, I haven't heard anything from China. You think um, his brothers are pissed? <laughs> you think probably. they're like, gosh, come on, dude. <laughs> Give me one year. <laughs> so I think I think that all That's depends funny. on what we see in the in the rule book for the semifinals, how many people get to go. And um, yeah, maybe they're just thinking we'll all three get to go and compete yeah, together. Maybe. That would be cool. That'd be a first. It would be because there, there've been Smith brothers before, right? Uh, I, I, um, and, Anderson brothers. 
Yeah. But I don't think all three of them have been in a games at the same time. Yeah. Maybe just two. But Alex Anderson, was it Cody? Or is that? Those are not siblings. Not related. Okay. Alec, no, another Alec, Alec. And like Z, I think Z. But yeah, and Z. the dad, and the dad was in doing the masters, I think. At the oh, same maybe they were. Okay. Yeah. And Alex Smith and Ben Smith made the games in the same year, mm-hmm. but never the, um, Dane. Dane didn't Dane. make it, um, but they did all compete at regionals. Uh, yep. Still pretty fun. So uh, another thing that happened this week, uh, which is a tide turner is CrossFit LLC um, has contracted with Hamilton road productions, uh, which is owned by, let me look here to make sure. And of course I flipped my notes. Um, Charlie Dube or Doobie, Doobie? Charlie Doobie, Doobie. Okay. Uh, he owns Hamilton Road and he was a former HQ employee. Um, the main person that they're contracting with is named uh, Nikolaj Rani. And he was hired specifically and he's been doing CrossFit stuff since 2012, mostly live feed things like regionals, like the update show, um, things like that. Um, and so he is in, he has been given the duty of doing some filming a, about the sport of CrossFit, the games all year long. So, you know, maybe some like, I'm, I don't know if road to the games again, maybe some like, we'll get back to behind the scenes stuff, maybe some things like that. I don't know. Um, but that, it was pretty loosely uh, talked about as to what he was going to film, but it's going to be a year round filming of games material. Nice. So uh, I know that uh, the morning chalk up was excited because they felt like that was bringing back the higher quality of the production, um, bringing these people in uh, to do that. Uh, and not like the, the quality of the world feed or, that we had 19 or things like that. You guys have any thoughts on that? Other than, yeah, I don't know enough about it yet, but hopefully we see some awesome content. Like that's, that's all we want to see. Yeah. I think, I think that's been missing the last couple of years road to the games kind of introduced you to some people that maybe weren't household names yeah, and you got to know them a little bit better, and then it gave you a bigger rooting interest once uh, the games came around. Yeah, you know, the last couple of years we haven't had that, and you just like, you know, you're like, who's Samuel Quant? And then you look him up, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's great! Like, I wish yeah. I would have known more. And and I think what we are going to talk about later, I think we learned why we aren't getting some of that information or why we haven't been getting some of that information. Yeah, which is actually the next agenda item. There you Thank go. You, Amy. Yeah. So uh, last week I had said that my best thing from the internet was the Josh, Matt, Savon podcast. Um, they came out with episode four a little early this week. So we get to talk about it. And uh, I thought it was chock full of interesting stories for the four straight week. Um, but what has, what kind of came in this one is Savon took the lid off of uh, some things that happened at HQ that he was privy to. Um, and 
gave more detail about things than he had in the past three weeks. And so he talks about when Greg hired uh, the CEO and helped me with his name. Couldn't, he was only there for a year. So. Yeah, he was there for a year. Uh, Savon um, just adores this man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not. Not. Uh, I don't want to use the language that Savon used, but. Um, Basically, he was Greg's puppet. He was came in to be a yes man to Greg. I think it's more than that. I think that he took things to Greg. He had an agenda, um, is what Savon was saying. And basically was the person that came to Savon and said, hey, pick half of your staff and fire them. Tomorrow. Uh, Savon did that. Um, he then came back a month later and said, fire the rest. Only you're not going to do it. We are because we heard you're not good at it. And Sevon states, and this is in his words, that he went to HR and said, am I really not good at firing people? And they're like, absolutely not. You did a great job. You told them that you had their back, that don't worry about it. This wasn't personal, that there's, there's a place in the world for them to do their thing. Um, and so without saying it directly, I think he's implying that the CEO wanted to do the firing so it wasn't as nice. Right. And was just kind of, yeah, it was very business, not personal. Well, and I think he also said, "In your fire too, right?" Didn't he? Did he say that or no? No, because Sevon was much fired. later. Oh. Yeah, he got fired by the new regime. Got it. Um, and then, and then he rolled into because uh, I think Matt asked him about the CrossFit podcast, mm -hmm. um, which, if you're a CrossFit fan, you probably listen to. Um, and it was actually, Sevon said it was moving up into the Apple top podcasts. Um, and at that point he was given advice from upper management that he needed to stop doing it because they thought it was too successful. And then he heard word that they were talking behind his back that said he was not smart and that he didn't know what he was talking about when it came to CrossFit. And so he said, I put my tail between my legs and I stopped doing the podcast. But, and, but I think we can all figure out where the, the disconnect was coming from and why they were worried about it becoming so successful is because we know that Greg was so concerned and, and Savan says this in the podcast that he was so concerned about the games getting so much attention and he was trying to create the, you know, at home workouts and and other things for the, for the average you know wellness of people and so he would also kind of say to Savan you know don't post anything on the main site that's about the games well he was posting things about the games because it was about the community um, and getting the community involved so I think we know there was that shift with CrossFit with Greg with wanting to put more focus on that wellness and it seems like hey you're, you're getting too successful because you're talking about you know to these elite athletes and such. But, but if you, yeah. if you, if they listen to the podcast, every other week was not a, a CrossFit celebrity. It was yeah, a doctor doctors, or right. people who lost a hundred effects of CBD or that it was very topical and outside of the, and, and Sevon, whether you love him or hate him, like he always was, he was always singing the, the, the tune that Greg had put in his head, right? It was. 
Yep. And he was he was for the health and and fitness of every human being, not just athletes. Yeah, um, he was a true disciple of that methodology every time on that podcast. I mean, he would give guests crap for not taking the L1. Remember he had Pat Vellner on and Pat Vellner's like, yeah, I've been taking the L1. And he was like, are you kidding me? Like, let me get you, let me give you the book. You know, here's the hard, hardbound version. Like he, he totally pushed that agenda. Like you'd think Greg would want him to. I think, you know, I just think Greg didn't like anyone getting more popular than him because it was the same thing with Dave. Like Dave became this sort of persona of the games and this, you know, game celebrity where he tosses hat into the crowd and, you know, people loved him and even maybe as a villain. And I, I just don't think that sat well with Greg for whatever reason. I completely agree because the games were hitting their crescendo, right? Sean and yeah. Tommy told us like there were networks wanting to cover it from the open to the games. Like they were hitting their stride. Um, Dave, Sevon, all of that came crashing down within a three month period yeah. right after the 18 games. And um, yeah, I think it was just jealousy of the popularity that they were getting. And he wasn't the sole voice anymore for what CrossFit is and who it can help. And he became right. much more active on podcasts, much more active in the media because he wanted the spotlight. Yeah. Well, and the other part though, about the, that, particular podcast that we're talking about is Savan would was talking about how his passion was to create these relationships with all the CrossFit athletes to film these behind the scenes um, and to tell the story of the other athletes and what it looks like to go from the beginning of the competition um, season into the games. And um, I love when Matt said, you know, it was good. It's awesome for us athletes too, because after that first workout, it's a blur. You don't even realize these amazing moments and to be able to go back and look at them um, are, are awesome. And I love the footage from all of those. Right. Yeah. Behind the scenes was probably my favorite thing that came out every year. Yeah. I mean, even think about us who've done just like local competitions, how cool would it have been for someone to shoot a little documentary about you know, your day because your, your mind's in all these other places, but you like hanging out with your friends and you like warming up and talking to you about workouts. That would be awesome. Such a great, you know, thing to have to look back on. So now we're going to roll into something that's not super happy, but something that we definitely uh, want to mention. And that is that Jeff Giassi, uh, a CrossFitter, master's athlete, um, that Kat and I met at the Masters Fitness Collective. Actually, Kat met him before that. Um, I met at the Masters Fitness Collective, um, passed away over the weekend uh, from a Widowmaker heart attack. And uh, he left behind two kids and a wife. Um, but I'll let Kat go into more detail. But what I know of him was he, and I've said it on my social media, he was a light in the world. Like at that competition, he had so much fun and he encouraged so many people and he always had a smile. And when he saw a camera, he would do goofy faces into the camera. It just was, he just was an awesome human being. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, his wife, Sarah, actually did a Facebook live on Monday to the members of CrossFit Morgantown, which is the affiliate that they own together. And her strength and just 
composure was amazing. I mean, I'm sure she's in shock about what happened, but, you know, she told, she talked about things that she was grateful for. She said, you know, she joked about things like, um, so the Widowmaker heart attack or whatever, he had an aortic aneurysm basically is what happened. And he was actually at the gym doing deadlifts. Um, and members of his gym, you know, tried to revive him, at, you know, at, they weren't going to, because when you have that kind of, you know, ailment, you're, you're gone instantly. Um, but she was saying things like she was grateful that um, her boys weren't there, that she wasn't there. That she didn't have to like witness that. She felt so sorry for the members that were there that had to witness it and sort of will be forever tattooed in their minds, you know, that terrible moment. Um, she talked about his energy and how like matter can never, never be created or nor destroyed. And she said he left his energy everywhere and that his energy will never be destroyed. Like it'll always just be out there because of that. Um, he was 40, I think. Um, it was genetic. So he had some uncles on his mother's side and things um, have this same ailment. So it was something that he was aware of. Um, I don't, obviously it didn't let him sort of, it didn't dictate how he lived his life, but you know, she said that they crammed in a whole lot of life in the 40 years that, you know, he lived and that he was not meant to live to be 80. She said, could you imagine Jeff at 80? <laughs> and she just sort of laughed. Um, but she was more concerned about sort of how the gym was going to run. And she was talking about, you know, classes the next day and how she was going to handle that. Um, she made a joke about, she said, I told Jeff the only way I'd ever coach a CrossFit class is if he dropped dead. And I mean, and she said that in the live and she said, and I know that sounds, you know, that doesn't sound appropriate, but she said, we just need to laugh. Like we need to just, you know, be real and, and talk about this. And she just, her strength and courage is just outstanding. I wish I knew her. Um, Jeff and I did our L2 together back in like 2015. And I remember him from, from there, you know, the L2 is not as big as the L1, but everybody remembered him after that. Cause again, his energy was just boundless. So um, she gave a really great tribute and I just, you know, there's a GoFundMe page for them. He did not have health insurance or life insurance rather. He did not have a life insurance policy. So they are sitting there, you know, trying to put the pieces back together and figure out, you know, how they move on and how that gym is going to run and everything else. So um, maybe we can leave a link to the GoFundMe page on our, on the YouTube piece, but yeah, Godspeed, man. I mean, he was, he was a great guy and, uh, you know, it makes me want to know Sarah now just because of, you know, how awesome she seems. So. Yeah. Yeah. When you told me and broke the news to me earlier this week, uh, it was just devastating. Um, so with that, let's turn to some more happy news and kind of catch up with each other. And the first question I have is Kat, what you doing this weekend? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to Austin, Texas for the fittest experience. So I'm going to be, um, working the event in some capacity. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing yet. Um, but I've talked to, uh, a couple of the event coordinators and I'm going in on Friday. I'm actually flying to Houston. I'm going to spend the night there driving to Austin. I'll be home Monday afternoon. So next week, next, when we get together, I'll give you the full reveal. Yeah, of the competition, but I'm really excited that it's happening because I didn't really think it would, you know, me and COVID, I always think like, ah, it's not going to happen. How are they going to pull this off? So I'll be curious to see 
like how that all works. You know, there are spectators. Um, there is an outside piece of the venue. It's in uh, the Williamson County Expo Center. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to just see some live CrossFit. And I don't, I'm not judging. So that'll actually be neat for me to go and just not be on the floor um, doing that, but trying to sort of, you know, build some relationships elsewhere. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, that'll be great. And so Amy, Yo. Uh, you and Charlie still need counseling? Okay, <laughs> I've been doing reflecting. Actually, I, I think we're doing better, but here's my reflection on why we kind of got to this bad place. Is Charlie and I were part of the 40 plus club. He would, him and I would work out together all the time. And then with the new COVID protocols, we just haven't been able to. So I think we're just really missing our bonding. And so we're just taking it out on each other with, you know, negativity. So I, I feel like um, we just need some more bonding time and then we'll feel better. Okay, well, good to hear because there, there was a listener that was concerned and thought maybe a GoFundMe page uh, to get you guys some counseling uh, was in order. But if you guys are figuring it out on your own, we'll let you do that. Yeah, dude, Scott, link my Venmo down below. People can pay me for that. <laughs> I'll take care of it. All right. Um, how have your workouts been this week? Awesome. So is my <laughs> nutrition. Good. We still need to figure out our point system. Yeah, it's awesome that your yeah. nutrition is good this week when it doesn't yeah, count for anything. It needs to matter next week. Uh, <laughs> hey, it takes, you got to get in the swing. It's true. I, I mean, the first couple of weeks, you don't see a whole lot of necessarily mm -hmm. progress, but um, if you can get those habits going, you'll be good. Yeah, my nutrition's been really good. Did I mention that Braden's trying to gain weight, my son? No. So he's on a 4,000 calorie a day diet? Oh, yes. We did talk. So, yeah, so that's super fun to like watch him eat all the things. Yeah. Um, but he's weighing and measuring and all that. So he and I sort of, you know, we'll we'll converse in the in the kitchen and sort of figure out who's eating what. And you know, he gets eight times what I'm getting, obviously. But we're he's eating cleanly, which is nice. He's not just eating milkshakes and, and waffles. So and so stuff. he gets the one cup measuring, and you get the one like gun. quarter cup, the eighth of a cup, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's Although, awesome. I mean, he and I, you know, aren't far off in weight right now. So, you know, I could probably stand to eat a little more, but we're, I'm, I'm still working it out, trying to figure out, you know, the right, the right uh, recipe for me. Any memorable workouts from the week? Mm. Um, Since the last did, time we met, you did half Murph. Yeah. So you want to hear, this is a really sad story. So I did Isabel yesterday. Um, you do squat yeah. or just power? power. So I did Isabel in 2017 and my time was 211. Right. Um, clearly I peaked in 2017 because I got to 211 yesterday and I was like halfway through <laughs> Isabel and I was so upset. I knew like, it's why I don't like benchmarks anymore because I'm just not, I mean, I haven't been really consistent in my training in the last probably 18 months. Um, and the last month or two, I have been more consistent. So I'm feeling like better and stronger, but I wasn't even thinking I could do it RX. I mean, when my coach came up to me, he's like, what's your goal? You know, what are you trying to do? And I said, I'm just trying to hold on to this bar for 30 reps at 95 pounds, like see if I can do that. And uh, I don't know how I did it last time. I must've gone like, 
I probably did like 20 reps and then like twos and threes. I did eight and then I did singles the rest of the time. I would do and singles was, the whole way. Yeah. And I think I got 344. <laughs> so like that is still a really, still good, really good. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Like, you know, it's all relative, but like a barbell yeah. movement for me, like, you know, my grace is well under three minutes and, and yeah. So 30, 30 barbell movements shouldn't take me that long. But what was really funny was uh, the, the girl at the gym who's like, you know, number one at the gym right now, she got 212 and she's like 26 or 27. So I felt better that at least my, my record still stands. Got her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Small consolation. So we'll see. So that kind of bummed me out, but otherwise things have been good. Scott, what about you? How's your, uh, how's your journey going? Um, it's going good. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I announced last week that I hired Cheryl to be my nutrition coach, Cheryl Nasso, and she's been awesome. I cannot say enough how supported I feel uh, through this whole thing. And the tools are awesome. And we talked on Sunday and I was telling her that I had a phobia about going back to the gym. And she said, well, how about I send you some programming to do in your in your garage just for you? And I was like, okay. And so she sent me programming and it has been really good. Now, I, uh, I worked out on Monday and I did, it was a five, five minute interval, uh, five, every, whatever, every five minutes on the five minutes, it was 15 calorie row, 15 ring rows and 15 air squats. Nice. And it was great. I felt really good. Um, as I've told you, I've been working on my back, getting better. And I tried to do it without the doctor. Uh, today I went to the doctor, got the anti-inflammatory shot, got oh, the adjustment done um, because I'm, I'm not going to battle this off and on. Uh, so I took today off and I'm going to do tonight's tomorrow, um, which I'm excited about. And uh, nutrition wise, like the scale's not moving for me this week, but I feel totally different. Good. And really my only goal for the week was log every piece of food that you eat and track everything in her in her system and then we meet tomorrow and she'll adjust my macros and then it's going to be dialed in a little bit more and so her whole thing is stacking habits yep establish a habit stack on top of a good habit then another one then another one and so that's kind of the mindset and it's funny um you said about competing against your 2017 self that has been a big problem for me. And she made a post on Instagram. Anybody can go look at it about her trying to compete with her old self and learning that that just isn't going to happen. You don't want to be the same as you were in 2017. You want to be the person that learned over those three years or four years and become a better version of yourself today. Yeah. I I put out an Instagram post uh, the other day too, around, something about if you like, if you like, if you were happy with your body, would you care what the number on the scale was? And then I went on to say something about the fact that if you have a number in your head, like, oh, back in 2014, I weighed 140 pounds and that's, I need to be 140 pounds. It's like, 
no, not necessarily. 140 pounds might not be the number that you're looking for now. It's 2021 and things are different. And it doesn't mean it has to be heavier than 140. It could be lighter than 140. Like you don't know because your body's so different. So yeah, looking back is, it's, it's hard not to do, but yeah, it's a trap. Yeah. Well, with that, we, we've kind of gone long a little bit. So I'm going to skip over the family updates. We'll do that next week unless major event happened that you need to share. Nope. Um, so let's go to our silly questions. And the first one I stole... I'm going to tell you, Sean and Tommy, I stole it right from you <laughs> um, because I thought it was so awesome. I thought it was your best podium picks yet. And it was, what are some of your, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead. Let's do a second one first. What are some of your favorite movie soundtracks? Mm-hmm. Now they had categories that had to meet and they did it with Dan Bailey and it was a lot of fun. Um, but I just wanted to hear what some of your favorite movie soundtracks were. I have one. Okay. Swingers. Okay. You probably wouldn't notice, you, you probably wouldn't know some of those songs if you listen to them, like realize that they were in the movie. The coolest vibe ever. I actually wanted that played during dinner at my wedding. I think we talked about this when uh, yeah. we talked to Boss, but that is the best soundtrack ever. I would listen to it all day. Amy? Mellow, chill. So, okay, I would say Hamilton because it's on Disney Plus, but I guess technically that's a Broadway show. So, still the soundtrack of a Broadway show. Okay, that, but also the one I like, it's my go to listen to. Like, if I just want to chill, like sometimes if I need help sleeping, I'll play this too. Um, but The Greatest Showman. Mm. That is a good one that I that didn't even think of. One. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Me too. Um, so mine, I, I'll, I'll say three real quick. And that is, uh, so my favorite soundtrack to just chill out and listen to is the Lost Boys soundtrack from the 80s. It's mm, a good one too. Um, it is like, it's a mix of alternative music. Um, so a lot of it isn't like big songs. Um, there's some In Excess on there. There's some uh, Roger Daltrey doing Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Um, some stuff Did like that. Does it remind you of your band? Uh, we didn't the play that. Play? We didn't play that kind of music then. Oh, okay. But it is my, I listen, I can listen to that cover to cover on loop all day. And then my favorite, like kind of pump up is Rocky four. And we've talked about that at, when Armin did the analysis of Rocky for the movie. <laughs> uh, but the, the soundtrack is amazing. The score like the instrumental stuff is really good. And, you know, you have a little bit of Survivor on there with Burning Heart and uh, Robert Tepper's No Easy Way Out and some John Cafferty. It's really good. And then my guilty pleasure one. Some rom-com. What is it? Is The, body, is the Bodyguard. Oh my God. <laughs> such a nerd. It oh, is. I love it. That soundtrack is Whitney. unreal. I don't care who you are. That soundtrack is uh, Whitney was at peak <laughs> peak performance level when that came out. She is talented, but yeah, she just has you are you are secure in your masculinity, my friend. You I am. <laughs> my gosh. So so our second question, which was our first question, is what are some of your workout bloopers, mishaps, or funny moments? 
And this I kind of got from Cheryl. I don't know if you saw it. She was descending the rope and tripped over the the extra rope at the bottom and kind of caught herself with the rope swinging. And uh, so I just wanted to uh, see if you guys had anything like that. Amy? Well, since you said some, I'll give you two quick ones. Number one, it was 18.5. It was the thruster chest to bar workout and you had to get it done within a certain, you know, amount of time. And I was very close to finishing, but I was also in a very bad place mentally during that workout. And I was, I remember like peeling off chunks of skin because I was oh. already bleeding. Like I just, I was done like mentally. And one of my coaches like gotten my face to cheer me on and I just stopped and just flipped them off in the middle of the <laughs> open because I was like, I'm not going any faster. This is what you got. <laughs> uh, maybe if I wouldn't have stopped to flick them off, I would have finished. But, um, and then the other one was when I was coaching a class and I was demonstrating the workout of a thruster and I was using a PVC pipe and I tore my meniscus, so. Oh, geez. With the PVC because you got those thick meniscuses. I do. I, ha I have <laughs> menisci, whatever. I do. I have a genetic anomaly where I have too too thick of meniscus, which caused them to tear easily. So didn't know See, that. That doesn't sound. That's counterintuitive. Right, but the the problem is is that they're different like material, so they're they're kind of thicker and squishy, not like thick firm. and firm. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That'll, like a, like a mattress topper instead of a box spring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not okay. following that one, but okay. <laughs> All right, Kat. Uh, I, I thought about this one really hard and I was hoping for something good. And I bet you, if you ask like people around me, they probably could come up with four or five of them, but I cannot. So I'm going to go with the one I do remember. And it's probably happened to a lot of people where back in the day, you get the band, you're doing banded something or other. I think it was probably muscle ups, trying, trying to do a muscle up with a band and you get it right in the crotch, right? It's happened to more clients than I'd like to admit. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure, yeah, it's happened to me at least once or twice. So yeah, I have a couple quick ones. 15.1, uh, uh, it was the A and B where the B mm -hmm. was the one rep max clean and jerk. Uh, my grip was shot from part A that when I went for my PR clean and jerk, uh, it flew out of my hands. Uh, and my, my initial drive on a clean jerk is really strong and it flew right at my judge. Who was the same judge I flicked off. <laughs> <laughs> well, he deserved it then. <laughs> um, and then, um, I was doing a push jerk at 185, just kind of warming up. And my back went as I pushed the bar above my head. And so I crumbled and the bar hit me in the noggin oh, wow. on the way down. Okay. That, that hurt a little bit. And then the last one is, I can never remember the name of the workout. It's probably because this happens every time I do it. It is the five deadlift, nine push up, 11 box jump, 15, something like that. It's an M hero wad and it's a 30 minute AMRAP. Every time I have done it at the end of the RX, at the end, I'm trying to push for more box jumps mm -hmm. and I have ripped the skin off my shin every stinking time. And the one time I was in the Outer Banks on family vacation and I did it at the beginning of the week 
So every time I dove in the pool, it was like someone was dumping salts directly into my wound. Dude, you are lucky you didn't get infected. Seriously, you gotta wear, you gotta put your knee sleeves down on your shins for that shit. Oh gosh. Yeah, they get me every time. I did think, I, I have busted my chin many, many times on a barbell. Yes. Yeah. So workout. I mean, I'm constantly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that happened so often. I didn't even like count it. Yeah. <laughs> it made me think of it when you said you hit your head. I'm like, oh, I've done that before. Yeah. All right. So, Kat, tell us who's our guest for Monday. Uh, we have we have two guests for Monday. So I keep saying we've become like the the couples podcast, which I love. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So we have Nicole Holcomb and Samantha Briggs. Hello. What? What? Yes. Who? Yes. And Groot, their dog. Yeah. Yep. Did you say the 2013 CrossFit Games champion? What? I did not, but I'm pretty sure everyone, you know, who watches our, sh- our this show should know who they are. Uh, quite fantastic. We get we get a lot of. I get to talk to Nicole about her awful coach at the Grand or her awful judge at the Grand Games, which was me, and. Uh, you know, we get to learn a little bit about them as a couple. We asked them some fun questions at the end and uh, we had a blast with them. I just, they were so far away that you'll yeah. see when you see the podcast, they sort of set up a camera and then sat on the couch and, you know, you can see their dog and everything. Super cool. It made it seem very relaxed, but uh, I just wish they were closer and we could see them better next time. So my favorite part is her talking about the Rogue Invitational when she did like three rounds of thrusters beyond everybody else. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And that's but, all I'm going to say. She tells a story about that that is super funny. The snatches. So, you mean the snatches? The snatches. Snatches. Yeah. Snatches. I'm sorry. Yeah. Snatches. Yeah. You yes. have to tune in to hear that story because it is so funny. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like I've become like the Johnny Carson of our podcast. You know, when, when Johnny Carson has like a comedian on and if he likes the comedian, well, this is back when he had a show. If he liked you, he would invite you onto the couch to talk. And if you didn't like you, they just sort of like cut to commercial and you wouldn't see that person in again. So I do this thing at the end of pretty much every podcast. If I like the conversation and I want, I'll always ask the people back, you know, yeah. like, oh, we have to have you back. And oh, we have to. So it's it's another one of those where, you know, at the end, we get to the end and I was like, hmm, it'd be great if we had you back and talk about all the other things we didn't get to. So yeah, it was a fun talk. All right. So let's finish up with, with best thing from the internet. And cat's turn. All right. I found this thing on Instagram. Not really sure what it is. Maybe you guys can tell me. It's called fitnessing fantasy. Fantasy fitnessing. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah, I um I did celebrity picks with them last year at the games. Oh really? Yeah. So I didn't even know that they were a thing, but it looks like you can pick like a fantasy team of crossfit athletes correct as you go through the season okay so it was my favorite thing on the internet this week because i thought it was fascinating and they have little bios of you know different athletes and i thought that was a good good concept yeah they i i noticed them last year mm-hmm. um and i think they did it the year before when there was a full sanctional season okay and so they did the bios of everybody and then you kind of picked your teams and it went through the sanctional season all the way up to the games. Very cool. Good. Um, well, it sounds like they're trying to resurrect it for this season. So yeah. 
So I'm gonna check yeah, it out. Pretty cool. Yeah, definitely check it out. Amy. So mine was a, a fluffy duck, but it came so perfectly timed, which is why it was the best. Is I had just had a conversation with one of the other coaches at our gym who she cannot stand when things are out of order. Like if it does not get put back properly, she's very OCD about it and very rigid about it. And so, and she's this tough, tough looking girl. Like I'm afraid of her. And I tell her that all the time. And I was like, I will make sure after my class that stuff is put back together. And then Fluffy Duck had this one and it was like, how you're supposed to put back the weights. You know, you're this. And then, then it was how most people put the weights back. And kicked when he kicked when he kicked the pillar. I was like, oh, so I was like, I sent it to him. I go, this is what you what you see. This is how it happens yeah. for you. It's like what my kitchen looks like after my teenagers have been in it. Yep. Well, I am on a run of non-CrossFit best things from the internet, and so I'm going to continue that today. And that is, uh, I've had it before. Ten questions with Kyle Brandt. Uh, it was on hiatus over the holidays and they came back with their first episode of the new season. And it's a podcast where they ask 10 questions and there it's scored. Like you get seven out of 10 or eight out of 10 or whatever. And the questions are loosely based on the guy, the person's life. Uh, the one that came out today was Vigo Mortensen, mm. who is in one of my favorite movies of all time, the green, the green book. Um, and he was so good. And this guy it's, it was it because I've been there. Kyle Brandt is asking him questions, and as he's answering, he like says that I was at the 1980 Olympics when the USA beat Russia, just like it was a passing note. Mm. And and Kyle's like, wait, 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 we need to go back and and he did that like three times where he thought it was just a mundane story, and um, Kyle's like, wait, wait, we have to rewind and talk about this. That was not in my notes. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and, you know, as hosts of a podcast, we experience that sometimes where you don't know what you're getting in the middle of a podcast. All of a sudden, wait, you did what? <laughs> yeah, we have some of those coming up. Yeah. And so uh, that is my best thing from the Internet. Very cool. And so let's uh, thank Dave Newman one more time. Hope he gets home safe from Mammoth uh, in his skiing trip and through the snow and he's been an awesome sponsor. We are still doing hashtag road to a thousand. Uh, again, we got 10 new subscribers overnight and awesome. it'd be awesome to keep that momentum rolling. Just sign up on our, on our YouTube channel, be a public uh, profile. And when we hit 300, we will draw the next name for a rope. Maybe I can get them to let me like drop drop little cards into all the athlete packets this weekend at the fittest experience. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go around and just drop them in places. We'll get some, we'll get a upshoot of subscribers this weekend, maybe, or there after this weekend. I'm going to try, do my best. And then uh, make sure you like subscribe and comment that helps the algorithm and helps us out uh, to get promoted a little bit more um, on the YouTubes and the uh, podcast platforms. And with that, that's the show. We'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, 
as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.